Hello friends, this is Tamar Bradbury on a day on the journey and I'm excited to present to you episode three, which is titled, How Can We Stand? So I really, really hope that you are edified by listening to this and as always, thank you for tuning in. Hey everyone, this is Tamar and welcome back to A Day on the Journey. I want to, first of all, thank you for tuning in to the last podcast, which was called Growing Through the Test. I really hope that if you didn't get to listen to it, please go back to check it out. Again, it's called Growing Through the Test, basically about giving or receiving things from the Lord and being able to walk through those situations with the help of God and walking out our life with fear and trembling and just the process of sanctification when we do go through different temptations in life and how we can endure through the test. Now, today we are going to dive into some scripture, if you do not mind. I felt it relevant to talk about Ephesians chapter 6. The reason this was because I know for me in 2021 or even 2020 for that matter, man, I really had to find myself a lot in the place of prayer. And even when I felt like I didn't want to pray at times, being able to meet with God and to sit at the feet of God and not ignore some of the things that I was facing or some of the heart issues that may have came up during certain situations. I know prayer was something that really, really, really helped me and be anchored in the Lord is when I directly communicated with him. And so you're going to hear me a lot talk about prayer because as long as I have walked with Christ for myself, got to know Christ on my own prayer and fasting and reading the Lord's word or reading the word of God was what kept me rooted. So when I didn't know what else to do, even if I felt all sorts of ways, even if I wanted to turn, the word was already so hidden in my heart that I had rather ran to God than ran away from him. And sometimes prayer time looks like me just listening or me just sitting there weeping before the Lord and then he'll deposit something into my spirit to speak life over myself from his word. And so I wanted to talk about the armor of God. Again, that's Ephesians 6. And maybe these are some practical things that you can do as well while we're on the journey together. And so I just wanted to kind of go over what those things are and 
hopefully, you know, in your own time, you'll be able to just go back and reflect on these things and identify some of these traits or that Paul kind of admonished us to do as we kind of go out through this life, this journey. We are going to need the armor of God for every situation to endure through the tests and trials, no matter what it is, no matter what the circumstance is, we are going to need the armor of God. And so Ephesians 6 chapter 10 It starts by saying, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. So be strong in the Lord and the power of his might, meaning that we are not our own. And we cannot fight this battle in the flesh, but we can do life with the help of God. So we need God to fight the battle. So it's like those who walk after the spirit, they are the sons of God. If we're walking after the flesh, we cannot expect to handle certain situation th- situations that should be handled in the spirit. So meaning that, again, leads you back to a place of prayer, giving those things to the Lord. One of the things that I was actually reading over today was Romans 14, something you can kind of read for yourself, but I highly recommend reading and reviewing and studying the book of Romans in general. But anyway, back to what I was saying. So be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. So we all know that there is an enemy at loose, right? So he comes to steal, kill and destroy. So the main thing that I have witnessed in my own experiences and my own thought life is that the enemy comes to target our thoughts and our emotions, our soul, right? Our soulish thoughts, anything that would try to deter us away from truth, anything that would help us make temporary decisions that will lead us off of track. And this could be anything, anything. He comes to distract the will and purpose of God for our life. So we have to be cognizant of things that happen like that and know the truth of God for ourselves. Because if we do not, then we can easily be led astray by our emotions. I often hear oftentimes that we cannot trust our emotions. And I have witnessed for my own life experiences that that is something that holds truth. You cannot make you cannot lean on to your own understanding or your own emotions because your emotions will tell you what you feel, but does it mean that that emotion holds it may hold truth, but not in the truth that it will lead you down a path like of destruction or a, a path to make you a decision that is based upon a fruit that 
doesn't reflect the character of Christ. So we really have to be careful with our emotions. And it's so important to not be instant or reactionary when we do encounter an emotion. And I want to talk about something here briefly as I'm on that track. And one of the main, one of the things that I find often, and we talk about this a lot, I hear about it a lot, I've experienced it in my own, in my own journey, and that is the offense. One of the most times, and we're going to probably be offended a lot with people very well, many cases they are within reason, right? Some offenses are within reason. Some of them are just something that we can assume. But I'm talking about the ones that are with reason, the ones that really cause you to, you know, want to say something, want to do something, but the Lord says no. You know, I've had plenty of those situations, right? Because it's almost like you have a right to respond. You want to show justice on something until the Lord tells you no, until he lets you know that no, you cannot respond this particular way. And when he also lets you know that we do not repay evil for evil, but we become we overcome evil with good. So that scripture you can always you can also look up and I'm going to give you the reference to that scripture. It is going to be Romans 12:21. That is also something that the Lord had showed me throughout this week basically about you know, there are certain things that may have taken place that have really caused you any hurt, any pain, and you, your heart is offended or you're, you are bothered by it. And it's something that you continue to think and dwell on. And so he brought me to that scripture, 1221. And then again, another thing you're going to always hear me talk about is, Matthew, Matthew 5, the Beatitudes, so the fruits of the Spirit, and letting me know that, yes, these things are real, but continue to do good to others, continue to love, continue to forgive, and sometimes I had questions for the Lord, like, Lord, how am I going to really forgive, like, for, like, I for, I've forgiven. Um, I felt like I've had in some in some cases, but how am I really going to let this go, forgive, or can you do something or move upon this? Let justice be served. All these things, and as you know, the Bible says that vengeance is the Lord, and however the Lord decides to do or act or move on your behalf as it relates to a situation, then you we have to trust that he would do it. And I've seen many of times where, one, I have prayed and asked the Lord to touch my heart or remove anything from my heart that I can, that I need to forgive, but also to touch the other people's hearts and to bring them closer to him as well. I think a lot of times 
you know, for me at least, you know, because I'm like, you know, if these people, if people know you, then shouldn't it be easy to repent to someone to reconcile quickly? And I recognize that as although I I hold that to my standard, which I believe is the standard of the Bible. I cannot have that same expectation for someone else because maybe that is not where they are in their life as far as their walk is concerned. However, that doesn't mean that it won't happen. Does it mean that reconciliation will happen? Does it mean that repentance won't happen or forgiveness? You will, you just continue to pray for them. Now, I have to say this really quickly. So I used to, you know, when I I hear most commonly, people always say, you know, pray for those who offend you. Now, I've done that. I've actually done it a lot more than I've ever used to because before whenever I had like endured or encountered something whether it was something with a person you know relationally or whatever the case may be friendships or whatever the case is then typically I had got over them very quick because I understood like the frailty of men and then the more God worked on my heart the more I began to give him those broken pieces I began to really realize like, you know, they are experiencing certain things. But then I also began to see myself as well. Things where I I could have made a different decision or responded differently. Because typically when there is reconciliation that happens later down the line, the Lord will lead you or both people to repent or both people to reconcile. It doesn't mean that this person operates in the same capacity as they did in your life before, but he does cause a reconciliation that cleans that cleanses the slate and will cause peace to happen on both ends. Now, I have also encountered deeper issues, right? Deeper issues and situations that cause deeper scars and wounds or what the case may be. Um, And let me tell you about my experience in that. So, man, because of the Lord, by his grace, he has really been a keeper through a lot of trials and tribulations and situations that I could have never imagined myself experiencing, having walked through or encountered. And I am so grateful for the one community that I have had. I'm so grateful for places to pray and seek the Lord, whether it's in my house or at a fellowship where they had hosted like a prayer room almost every single day where I was in there consistently. And so there has been seasons where the Lord will tell me that all I needed to do was to be silent for a season and to seek his face. And he would deal with the things of my heart because One of the things about me, and I hope this is true for you as well, is that when I encounter something and I have like a a negative experience with a situation, 
I have to make sure that my heart is free and clean. So I don't like to speak on top of things. I don't like to mishandle like God's word or speak on top of things or reveal something that I feel like the Lord has said on top of something with a unhealed heart. And so for a while, I've actually in those type of situations have like kept quiet. I kept quiet and I would just pray and I would you would find me on my face somewhere in a prayer room, crying and crying and crying, praying and praying and praying and praying for people in general, praying for the church, praying for the nation, praying just God's word and different things like that. And I remember there was like a season where the church that I went to it was a recommendation that we would read this book called The Bait of Satan. And this book is by John Bevere, and I definitely highly recommend it. I did recently pull it back out to just kind of reread it because sometimes there is like residue from certain situations that you encounter. Again, this is still all related to the armor of God, okay? So again, what we were talking about here was that you know, putting on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Had I not, you know, been seeking the Lord, been praying and took this time out in silence, not to respond to certain situations or even again, this book, The Bait of Satan, which highly deals with offenses. And, you know, you have your right to be right. But knowing that God takes justice for us. And also like they, they, it's this again, with this thing about praying for other people, like praying for those who you, who offended you. Now that was, that's so, it was used to be, that was interesting to me because it's something that I had never really, really done. And as, as long as you make sure that you're you're praying good prayers, make sure that you're not praying anything, you know, crazy towards someone else, but just, you know, God to heal them and things that you would pray for your neighbor, things that you would pray for someone like you're a, a sister or something like that. So you don't want to pray anything negative because that just gets into some stuff that you shouldn't be praying about. However... So I thought that that was interesting and it, and it was something that commonly that most people would say, like pray for those who despitefully use you. And it was something that's actually said in the Bible as well, because in my thought, I was like, well, why would you pray for someone who's done you wrong? Right. And then you look in the Bible and the example of Jesus and even Jesus, you know, prayed. Right. He prayed for those before you know he went away um he also said a prayer if i can remember this correctly you know um father forgive them for they know not what they do and then 
keep in mind that he even was still blessing Judas, right? And knowing that he would betray him. So everything that we have experienced here on earth, the Lord has already been in touch like with all infirmities. He's already been through all these temptations. So he will never tell us to do something that he has not done first. And that's what I absolutely love about the character of God because it challenges us to be not only better than ourselves, but to walk and live in truth and to allow the Holy Spirit to lead us because our flesh, our flesh wants to take revenge, right? But the Lord says, no, no, we don't do evil for evil. We overcome evil with good. So I wanted to really say that again and I do highly recommend the book so if you ever experience something like that um, offenses or things that have caused offense you know then one it's important to make sure that you're walking in the fruits in the spirit so that you would not retaliate two if you experience something that is really really hard traumatic and things like that and you want to stand uh, against that, then we have to really dissect what the armor of God is, Ephesians 6. So let me continue to read that. And I want us to remember that some of the battles that we face, those battles are ultimately not between one another and that's why i said prayer is so key so the next verse it says we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against principalities against powers against the rulers of darkness of this age against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places therefore take up the armor of god the whole armor of god that you may be able to stand or withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand so that's why we need this armor, right? Because so that we can withstand against the evil day. And we all know that you're going to see more and more and more and more things. But we have to understand that we are not wrestling against flesh and blood. So those things you may see things occur that that you and you encounter some type of, you know, you feel like you've encountered some like type of spiritual warfare. You're going to want to ensure that you practice your spiritual disciplines and be led of the Holy Spirit. And again, this is all contributed back to having the full armor of God. So what is the full armor of God? It says, stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, knowing the truth of God, knowing in whom you believe, knowing that Jesus died for your sins went to the cross, okay, shed his blood for our sins, right? Having put on the breastplate of righteousness, right? And ha having shed your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. So knowing your word, knowing the word of God, not just partial truth, but the whole truth. So but above all, taking on the shield of faith, which which you will be able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked one. So anything that is untrue about the word, about God, about what he says, then you already be aware and you can already silence the enemy's attacks against you or the fiery darts that he may throw. 
God's word will always overturn a lie. And then taking up the helmet of salvation. You have a testimony. You have a testimony. You have been saved by grace. Okay. And washed and renewed and reborn into the newness of Christ. You are no longer the old man, but the new man. So you want to hold on to your transformation, your newness in Christ, you being born again and led of the Holy Spirit. The enemy will try to come in like a flood, but the spirit of the Lord will lift a standard against him. Know your Bible, know your truth, know what God has saved you from, know what he has brought you out of, and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Know your Bible, know your Bible, read your word. It's so important to read your word because we can go off of things that people have said and catch all these snapshots of what people have said and quoted and quoted, quoted, but we have no understanding for ourselves. You need an understanding of the word for yourself to live in these times. Okay. Because if you do not, you will continue to always handle things in the flesh. And let me tell you this, the flesh is weak. The flesh is wicked, okay? No man can know it. But when we walk with the mind of Christ, having the same mind toward one another and following the will of God and reading your word, you're renewing your spirit daily. You're edifying your spirit and you're strengthening your spirit, man. So you want to strengthen your inner man way much more than you want to strengthen your flesh. I don't know about you, but I know what it feels like I know what it looks like to live in the flesh and there is no good thing in the flesh at all so we want to make sure that we have the armor of God and this is something that you can continue to rehearse on a consistent basis but I want to finish the scripture it says as well praying always with all prayers and supplications in the spirit being watchful to the end with all perseverance. So having the armor of God will also cause help you to persevere through certain situations. And then, so he ends it by saying, and for me, the utterance may be given to me that I may open my mouth boldly and make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains that in it, I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. So I'm really grateful for Paul, you know, just giving us or letting us know what it is or what to do when we face different circumstances. And in this case, again, they were enduring so much more. I mean, they were being martyred for the gospel, you know, and so I would just kind of recommend of reading it, you know, in context, but also as it pertains to your life as well, currently, that it is so, so, so important to have on the armor of God, because without it, we will be able to withstand. You cannot do this in your own strength, please. I am a living witness. So the things that I want you to take away is please read Ephesians 6. And understand what the armor of God is, you know, and to ensure that you have a strong prayer life with the Lord, whatever that may look like, but also to always be led of the spirit, not in the flesh and know that 
in certain situations, some things may attempt to lead you away from God. Now, again, as I have told you, I've experienced so many things that I have rather, when I experienced those things, have pressed toward the mark, pressed toward God rather than step away from him. Because again, I know what that is like. And although I have encountered some things, which I'm sure that you have as well, I have rather be silent and seek the Lord than walk away from him. Although he is faithful, he is a keeper. I rather still seek him even in the midst of any trial or tribulation. So I just wanted to review that with you today. And again, I want to always thank you for tuning in. And so let me end it by a short prayer here for us. And so, Lord, I just thank you for anyone who just listened in today to review Ephesians 6 about the armor of God. And I pray, Father, just in their own time that they will be able to study what the armor of God is and also to reflect on your word, on your goodness and on the things that they just would need to do to strengthen their walk with you, to strengthen just the certain things different situations that they may have walked through father let them know that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood but we wrestle against father against principalities against powers against rulers of the dark anything that is ungodly we wrestle against that we pull down every stronghold, every imagination that exhausts itself against the knowledge of God. So when we encounter things in the flesh, we know that it is better to take it to you in prayer instead of reacting against a situation and even hard situations, hard situations where we want to point the finger to you. We want to ask questions. Why? Let us know that it wasn't your will. You don't make things happen as far as bad things happen, but we, you are there to draw to as a comforter. You're there to draw to as a leader of our lives because in this earth, we're going to experience so many situations, but you are closer. You are closer than a friend. You're closer than a brother. You're closer than a sister and a mother. Father, we thank you for being that close. We thank you for being the ear. We thank you, Father, for even in those times that we can even listen to you. So, but whatever, wherever we find ourselves, we ask that you would give us the grace to draw closer to you and seek your face and not to draw away and we ask God that you would put us and place us around a healthy community that I will always point us back to Christ and not to our former selves because some things are going to come to test us but help us to remember and stand firm God in the midst of any persecution in the midst of hurt pain in the midst of all these life situations that we may encounter or experience we're going to hang on to your unchanging word because you do not fail help our faith to not fail in these times lord and help us to put on the armor of god 
So, Father, we thank you. We thank you for this day. We ask that you would continue to cover us, cover our family, our friends. Lead someone to the truth. Help us to be an example to lead someone to the truth. Remove all bitterness from our hearts. Remove all malice and deceit or competition or lying and stealing. Put those things away from us that are a secret father that we will walk in your fullness father that we will walk in the fullness of who you have called us to be so you know where we are and we are asking that you would help us and we're asking that we surrender to you so that we can be a light as you have called us to be in this earth and that we can fulfill the purpose that you have set out for us to fulfill in this earth whatever that may look like wherever you may find us father let us be rooted and grounded in your word and Lord, we give you thanks, praise, and honor in Jesus' name. And again, thank you for tuning in a day on the journey. Have a blessed one. Bye.